2: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good afternoon, St. Louis, DJS and KMOX. Happy
3: Thursday to you. Have a quick little one-hour show today. It's like a pilot when you're flying to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just a quick little one-hour flight
1: to the north. Sid, bag, relax. They must feel so much pressure to get the Cokes out. <laughs>
3: right. Go, you know? Go, go, go. Uh, uh, get them going. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, a uh, quick thank you to the Capitol Grill. Uh went there last night with uh, my friend and client, Dr. McNoyer. Uh, so cool. I just love that place. It's like for a special occasion or birthdays or we just sat in the bar and just, you know, shared a couple appetizers. So thanks to Natalie and Tori and everyone who took care of us. Always appreciated. Uh, okay, we got to do it. We gotta, I, I know you guys talked about the debate, but, you know, that would... New show, we have to talk about it. Kev, I'm going to let you start. You seem the most uh, gruntled.
0: <laughs> this is a reality show. I felt like the one, I didn't see it in real time. I was coaching, but I watched it later after, and I, I watched it after seeing some of the criticisms of mm-hmm. it. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, I feel like I'm watching Big Brother. I'm mm. watching Survivor. Mm. I'm watching the real world on MTV. Great show. That's what it feels <laughs> like, though. It's a bunch of idiots that just want to be famous. Yeah. And that's how they act. Like, they don't even act like serious people when they're on stage. Yeah. I mean, the best highlight is all of them talking over each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were a lot of those. Too. I know. And that's the best now, stuff.
4: I don't I, think they're uh, all me, idiots. That's the thing. Well,
0: correct me if I'm wrong,
1: and uh, maybe my memory is is foggy on this one, I know there, there is talking over each other in debates. Didn't that seem worse than normal? Yes. yes. Okay.
3: And, and at one point, Governor Burgum, I thought he was going to make a move to just not Stop talking. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> right. Well, in the beginning. he didn't talk at all the first like, one. Oh, this is what he's gonna do. He's gonna like just this tomorrow we'll all be talking about this. And he just stopped and well, went back to looking like the Eagle Muppet. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, that's a good one.
4: Oh my gosh. I Googled Sam the Eagle and screenshotted it, and I told Mason Jago doesn't he look just like Sam the Eagle? You yeah. thought that too, oh, so yeah. it's just objectively a thing?
3: I mean yeah. to yep. you and I it is at least. Because yeah. <laughs> I love Sam
4: Ooh, also, very the two people oh, well, well, it. it's very fact. I know
3: in twenty twenty three you can't pick on appearances, but allow me to. Um Ramaswamy, what was up with that? I mean the dude he's not a, a he's not at all a bad looking man, but his head is already shaped like a NyQuil capsule. And mm. then he d- decided to pile his hair on top of that. It, he looked like I oh I was it Osmosis Jones? Is that yeah. who he looked like? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, man. I struggled all night with that. His his smile also makes him look crazy, like the Joker. Like, the fact that that giant smile at every Like, I get what he's
1: trying to do. He's trying to look, like, very charming and affable to every situation. I think, I think it just, just looks nuts. Nice. And unfazed. He yeah. wants to look unfazed. Yes. But then Perfect. he
4: started to get phased, and it, <laughs> yes. you could see he was ready to yeah. snap.
3: Yeah. Because it's you would have.
4: But it's all veneer. He's I gross. Grifty. I wonder
3: if you had, because I think that system, and I understand, you know, we've had debates with this many people before, and maybe it's just the nature of the beast, but I, I'm trying to think of someone who I respect, and could they have risen above, you know? Like, if you have Ronald Reagan on that panel, does he, like, rise above it and put everyone in their place? Or is he just interrupting someone about the yeah. cost of drapes I eventually? Thought,
4: I thought Nikki Haley kind of did. She wasn't the one being the loudest interrupter. Um, she, If she interjected, it was pithy and it was on point. Like when Ramaswamy was talking about bringing his business, getting his business out of China. And he goes, I, quote, got the hell out of there. And Nikki Haley just calmly goes... Yeah, right before you ran for president, (laughs) he was working with the son of the leader of CCP propaganda. Nikki
3: Haley is the only one who I'm more impressed with Yeah, as time goes on. Yeah,
0: yeah. The the problem, this seems like such a solvable problem. When you're not on the clock, when it's not your turn, your microphone is off. Mm. You turn off the microphones for everyone that is not on the clock. It's really an easy fix. But see, this is my point about the whole thing. None of the TV networks want this to be a real debate. They want the clown show. They want Survivor, real world. They want reality TV because that's what will get more people to watch.
3: I know that uh, Jon Stewart or Louis C.K. or the guys from South Park are not going to be president. I'm not expecting comedians. But I don't expect such douchebags yeah, like yeah. the Donald Duck and the. Th- when oh my god! I'm going to about Duck. I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. It's just like. Who
0: are you I people? I don't believe him either.
1: I'm surprised. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be surprised that multiple times last night, Pence seemed behind the times. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's answering
1: questions like he's like, "Well, I get to your Obamacare question. Let me go back to something five minutes ago you all talked I about, just, you and then." Have- and then the joke about yeah. sleeping with a teacher, that moment passed.
4: Yeah, it was like on. 3
1: minutes prior he's like, "You know I sleep with a teacher?"
0: But like, yeah, but if he had said it like you, right it might have been hilarious. Yeah, well, or say it right away. right away. But he says it like a total nerd that can't say it. Like, But uh,
4: he also hesitated, and in that moment of hesitation, that was far louder than any words yeah. could be. He's, "Should I say it? Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to make the raciest joke little, I've ever made." Is right? this
0: a little dirty? <laughs> I don't to do it.
4: Bad. Like he just should have gone past it or he could have just said, well, in full transparency, I'm married to a teacher. Why Chris Christie had to jump Who to I sleeping. sleep
0: with <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, if he had gone full love it, that would have been the best.
2: Why Chris
1: naked? <laughs> Why did Christie say it like that? Just say that he's married, married to a teacher. You know, yeah. he's sleeping with. Ew, come Chris on, Christie's
2: just trying to go viral. Yeah, that's yeah. The whole think point. about that. I mean, like that's the whole point of him being on stage yes. and the Donald Duck comment. He just wants, you know, a clip to post on Twitter. I don't so. know
3: that uh, Donald Trump is any genius, and that this was any strategic brilliance. But I do think, in hindsight, not being on the debates has worked for him. Oh yeah, because his people seem to be incapable of getting mad at him about anything right so he doesn't have to care about that and they they have all looked like fools they have just increasingly looked less presidential uh, in fact someone on i think MSNBC last night cuz i was you know flipping around like most people do after the debate and some trump hater pundit said uh, you know who had the most stature on on that dais last night was trump like when you compare him to all of them, he somehow, even with all of his baggage, seems like a bigger, more presidential character.
1: But you just, it, the, the irony is if he had been, I don't even know if it's ironic, but if he would have been there, he would have been doing the same thing. Sure, that's, So I So I, I don't know if there is a scenario in which, I don't know how any of them could have behaved in either of these two debates that would have taken anything away from him. If they all had acted presidential and, and you know, cordial to one another and none of this uh, shouting and talking over, I, he's still in the lead. Yeah. It doesn't, nothing that would have happened last night would have changed anything for him. The but it would hope. feel
0: less icky, though.
1: For the rest of us, yeah. but for in terms of his candidacy, he's always going to be the guy. They I can't just, do anything. They can't do anything to stop that.
4: Yeah, I mean, the only hope would be... <laughs> All of the candidates pick one of them, one of themselves and say, all right, you're it. You have to go run against Trump because that would be a long shot anyway to beat Trump in a GOP primary. But if there are two of them, much less yeah. five, it's over.
3: Yeah.
0: Um. So you had real questions about DeSantis's well being. There's something wrong with him. I'm not even trying to be funny. There is. There just is. Like if you see you guys have seen the close up video, like he'll say something really simple And I sent it back. And then he looks at the camera and his face is like... He tries that grin? Yeah, he's like, he's like, all
2: right, smile. smile." He's just awkward. No, I
0: think there's more to it than that. No, I don't. When I combine that with his super aggression, where he's super hardcore about everything, and he just, I mean, he's attacking Disney, and he's going after things, like, hard left... I I feel like they're connected. Like, there's something weird about him.
3: Uh, Pardon me. (laughs) Just a minute ago on Drudge... Big giant all capital red headline said, um, late entry into GOP could change everything, but it won't let you click on it to see who it is. Oh. But I was saying to Rage, like, this is a thought experiment, like, who could it be? Can you think of anyone on the GOP side where you'd go, oh, here we go? I can't. Is it, do
4: we know if it's a politician already?
3: Don't know anything.
4: Like a Ben Sass or something.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine
3: no. anyone like that would Tom move Cotton. the meter.
0: Would have to be a celebrity, ben right? Mitt Romney
4: would do much. Glenn
0: Youngkin. Oh, oh. oh. No. What? cares? <laughs>
1: what? Who
2: cares?
0: Who? What?
2: Yeah, that's that's according to Drudge.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Never. They're like, here's the big Never <laughs> been wow. so disappointed so fast. I
0: was, I was like, I was waiting for to be like, The Rock. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> <a kid laughs> of Kid Rock. Kid Rock. <laughs> you know Come my... <laughs> <Go> on, man.
2: <laughs> you know what my favorite part was last night? Dana Perino asked them, all right, uh, let's pretend this is Survivor. and oh, One yeah. of you has to go off the island. And then they were all like, how dare you ask us this type of question? That is beneath what we're doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. here. And it's like, you guys have yeah. been at each other's throats all night. Yeah, this is clearly this is
0: clearly real world and not Survivor.
1: <laughs> How dare you say that? Vivek, it's totally yeah, Vivek. Vivek yeah, though, yeah. I,
4: gonna, we, I would hate to say it, but I mean, he would be vague for sure.
0: <laughs> They're all yeah. Like, this guy, yeah. they're like the guy over here that we're all picking on. <laughs> if you were
4: on an island with Vivek, wouldn't you say, like, kill me first? <laughs> you're not going to kill him. Kill me first. Yeah, he, would,
0: he wouldn't even see dinner. <laughs> oh,
4: my gosh. Just, excuse like, me
0: for... Uh, how about the nerve of that guy, though? Like, last the last debate, he's like, you're all bought and paid for. And now he's like, oh, they're all
1: pretty good people. Well, you know what? When he got called out by Tim Scott mm-hmm. on that, I thought the most telling thing about his personality, Tim Scott says what he said. You know, you called us all bought and paid for. And he shook his head at him like, how dare you say that? I did not say that about you. You actually
3: literally, word for word, called all of you them know, on stage, bought and paid for. The the oddest moment to me, I think, and uh, out of all those odd moments, and we have all, all of us in our marriages, personal lives, coworkers workers have have gotten over our skis right like we've gotten into an argument next thing you know you're like I feel like an idiot now but when they were arguing about the drapes and the cost oh, of the yeah. drapes and Tim Scott just I mean forget Nikki Haley being a woman like stop interrupt interrupting her just she is is a fellow candidate and I thought Tim Scott came off really really badly. Someone yeah. got to Tim Scott and said, everyone thinks you're too nice. Mm-hmm. So you need to turn mm-hmm. it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know how some people are fake nice? He was fake mean. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know how to be mean. And so he was just like, like Dexter, the serial killer, pretending an emotion. And he just kept yelling loud noises. That was his
0: DeSantis impersonation. It was.
3: And it was so odd to me. I actually had to mute it because I'm like, I'm so uncomfortable.
4: Yeah. And, that's, and that's like the fake mean. That's the put on by Tim Scott, and that's why, again, I know I'm... Praising Nikki Haley, but she's so good at being witty, uh, cohesive, and concise because she was quote-unquote mean, but it was so subtle, I think it went over his head, but she was speaking to Vivek, and she's I'm so sick of hearing this, blah, blah, blah. Every time I hear you, I feel a little dumber. And, and well, that she, was and she meant yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. she yeah. meant it, and it was organic, and it wasn't staged. She no. wasn't in the green room like Chris Christie, practicing his Donald Duck line. She <laughs> wasn't spitting out taglines and smoking mirrors like Vivek. She... Is on top of both her policy plans and also the shortcomings of all the other candidates. Mm-hmm.
3: That was funny too, really early on, and I, I forget with the with the what they said. But Chris Christie had a clearly preloaded, made up little make him up, and then they went to DeSantis for the first time, and he said essentially the exact same thing. Yeah, <laughs> like he yeah. couldn't pivot at all. <laughs> he just did the same yep. thing.
0: He could have just gone what he said, <laughs> <laughs> and then made that weird smile. Uh, uh,
3: are we being too hard on it? No, no, no,
0: no. no. not hard enough. No. It really is That's that That's unacceptable. Clown yeah. show.
3: One twenty DGS. Okay, one one last thought from me, at least, on all of this. And I understand that we all get this. It's kind of the cornerstone of all of it, but. The older I get, the less tolerant I get of everything. Mm -hmm. And so last night, I'm just thinking, uh, why do we fall for this? It's like Charlie Brown in the football. Why do we fall for this? Every election cycle, when they start making promises, you know their ass can't keep because they really never do. And uh, like Pence got called out like, hey, you and President Trump had uh, both houses for two years and you didn't do this, this, this and this. And he went ahead and answered a different question, like Ron said, you know, it's like it, I always go back to um when I was in first grade, they gave us a little thing at the end of the year saying, hey, you get white milk every day. Would you like the choice of chocolate milk? I'm like, oh, boy, howdy, would I? And uh, every single kid voted for it. We never got it. For six years, <laughs> did. every year we have that vote. And by the time I'm 12, I'm like, Attica, Attica. But that's what it reminds me of. It's like, oh, you people are just saying words. Yeah, and, and, like, again, we keep talking about Nikki Haley. She's the only one I felt like had any substance, because all the rest of them were just it would be like if it, instead of the, the country, we're talking about running this show. And I'm like, we're going to be number one and we're going to get bring in the most revenue. And it was like, well, d- doy. But how are you going to do that? What are the pieces? What are the moving parts on a daily basis? And I felt like everyone else was just saying we're going to be number one. And Nikki Haley at least was giving some effort mm-hmm at the
0: moving pieces. We are amazing at the what, and we are terrible at the how. Yeah. Like, what you want to do is great, and they all do the, I'll do this on day one. Right. Day one, I've got 9,000 things on my list. I'm going to do them all on day one.
4: Yeah, and I think uh, Nikki Haley, not only does she have the policy, but generally she has the right scope of a bullet point list that's specific enough that you feel like she knows what she's doing, but not so detailed that it's too in the weeds. Because there was one moment when they were talking about uh, inflation and taxes where she really went into the tax wealth distortion and then the inequity of state and local taxes and got a little bit in the weeds. And then I was like, what? And that's terrible. That's bad on my part, but mm-hmm. she knows what she's talking about. So it's always making sure you have your zoom lens on the right level for the public to take it in, but not be lost. Yeah.
3: Boy, disappointing. Scary. Like it, when you view it as entertainment, which most of the night I was, it's one thing. But then you'd realize, oh, yeah, right. These, these are the people who are trying to be our leader. Yeah. Okay. Then it gets scary.
0: Yeah. That's why, get, that's why I get mad about it. Because, like, this is, how can you, be, we're, we're talking about the most important job in the United States of America, and we can't even be serious about how we go about doing it. Like, we can't we, we can't get the TV networks to do it in a way that makes sense where they exert some control, and if the candidates say, "Well, if, if you're going to turn off my mic when somebody else is talking, I'm not going to be there," the okay. answer should be fine. Don't be there, because you lose more than we do. But they don't want. I mean, they you want. They want the show. But they want the circus. Aren't
4: they giving us what we we the collective we want? No. Yes. Well, yeah. you know, they wouldn't be doing uh, well, it if it wouldn't yeah. drive clicks and views mm-hmm. and emotions.
1: Kevin asked the question earlier. Um, it was something along the lines of. Uh, they don't. The TV networks don't want it to be civil. They want it to be a clown show like it was because more people watch. And the question I was thinking when you were saying that was: here, Here's me answering a question from a half hour ago. <laughs> Good job, Pence. Um, uh, it is are there more people like us? There must not be. There must be more people who want that clown show because all I ever hear from anybody is: I'm so tired of this stuff. Why can't they act civil? But that's not what the numbers seem to,
3: to show us. Would you it seems guys like, have watched it if you didn't do this for a living? No. No, no
0: absolutely not. No, no. I read, says I, a lot. But I would have read about it because I don't care for the dog and pony show. I want to see what the substance is. That's what I want. And it's a lot easier to get that when you're looking at it on a on a page in words as opposed to in fleeting glimpses on a TV show. In, you know, I know I go back to a lot of things on this, but... This is kind of a thing that has been growing since the 90s when, when the regulations about cross-media ownership were, put, were, were stripped away. So when you're – the bigger the company – so we have fewer companies that own more outlets now, and all they're doing is trying to make money. When news went from informing the public and doing a public service to a for-profit business, this was inevitable. Because the news used to be, the responsibility used to be, we are here to inform the public. That's what Walter Cronkite was doing. That's what the old school news programs were doing. And as soon as it became about the bottom line, well, of course it's going to change. Because if people if that doesn't get you the viewership and the ads, well then it's not good enough for the for the gigantic mega corporation that, that owns it.
1: I, I think that really started what in the probably the 50s or 60s even, right? Because well, you the
0: had, the big deregulation happened. Well, no, under I, I mean to start I mean, with.
1: Well, what I mean is our attention to the the, the circus more than the substance. Like when they had Ed Murrow doing that show where he's interviewing people, he doesn't want to interview celebrities. He's thinking, I want to do news. Yeah. I'm here for news. But they understood he is a personality, or he's somebody that people like known, and will yeah. watch. And with they're also going to watch this
3: fluff. You know, people my, rather <clears> watch fluff. Here's my big fear. So um, in 08, Obama McCain, right? Uh, it it was normal. It it was not this. Not even close to this. Mm -mm. And so in this many short years, we're here Mm -hmm. at the clown show. If it doesn't get better, which I don't see a reason why it would, how dumb are we going to get? If we're going to get dumber from here, like in another 10, 15, 20 years, just how bad could this thing get?
0: I don't know. At some point, there's a bottom, right? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a bottomless pit, is it? Please tell me there's a bottom. I
2: think the whole point of behaving badly like they did last night is to, like I said earlier about Chris Christie, like he's saying stuff so that he goes viral on Twitter. Every single person there, the reason why they're talking over each other is because they're looking for their soundbite and they're looking for their moment. Did that exist as much in 2008? No, No. because it didn't circulate on Twitter. Not to blame Twitter for all of our problems, but I just think that... Uh, yeah, there kind of is no bottom when the goal is to go viral.
3: That's a great point. Yeah, you look at what changed. The human species didn't change. The human brain didn't change, but social media changed. Mm-hmm. Social media blew up since 2008. Yeah.
0: yeah, but I mean, I I think even 2008 was different than 1992. I mean, you think about but the I things. But I think it
3: was a lot closer to ninety two than 2023. Maybe, but yeah.
0: you think about the things that, like John McCain, had to defend Barack Obama. Like, listen, I know you guys are all saying terrible things about him because that whole thing was beyond behind the scenes. It wasn't the candidate at that time. Yeah. Now it's the candidates even, that are doing even those things. Trump
3: Hillary was weird because Trump was weird, but it was still way more professional than
0: what we have now. Do you think that's because at that when we got to that level, it was just the two of them? As opposed to eight people?
3: Yeah, could be. Could be. 133 DGS. Going to go to about 210 today and then turn it over to the Cardinals pregame. Just want to do some dumb
0: stuff? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, we did already. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Let's do dumb stuff that doesn't matter. Here's
3: one of my uh, little me and Nick kind of questions. In your lifetime, do you think you have read more words or spoken more words? I mean, you know me. I I don't. Spoken (laughs) for sure. You think so? Oh, Kevin? I Come mean, on. I mean, you just think about, I mean, we may be solidly in that camp because of what we do for a living, Yeah. but then I, not just like sitting down and reading weathering Heights or something, but a stop sign or a menu yeah. or think about how often you're taking in words. I have definitely read more words. Yeah. I feel very confident in that. Even as much as I talk, I think I've, because I, I, like at
1: home, I don't talk that much. You know what I mean? I might, you know. My wife's watching like TV or whatever, and I'm playing video games or whatever. I'm reading all kinds of words. I'm not saying anything.
0: Oh, I talk to my games.
1: <laughs> but like out loud? Yeah. Oh, of course usually he does. when I'm swearing, I don't have yeah, to be yeah, there, and like, I know like, he does. Like to the television. I'm, you're I like, mean, I mean, half kidding, but I think I
0: think if I'm thinking about it, now, I, it probably is more spoken because when you tack on twenty or twenty-five hours of coaching every single week on a mm. you know during the season. And in in the spring and another ten or eleven in the winter. I mean it I don't I don't I don't think it's wrong. When you're playing was video games, kidding. do you do it against other people sometimes, with the headset on? Sometimes. Do
1: you say nasty things to them? Only the people I know. <laughs> Only my friends. You, it's never like a stranger. you some I don't twelve do year old that. from yeah, Akron. I don't, I don't do that. I don't <laughs> play I don't play Randos.
3: a few interesting sciencey things that have some sort of religious uh, tint to them, which I always like. Uh Amy, have you seen the thing about archaeologists now believe that the city of Sodom mm-hmm. uh, was hit by an asteroid, which I don't think in any way disproves the Bible. Because if you're in biblical times and an asteroid hits, even if God sent it, you're going to describe it the way they described yeah. what happened to Sodom, yeah. you know, fire from the sky and stuff. But based on like the melting of this and the this and the that, I think that that's what happened, which is really fascinating to me.
4: Was the biblical site of Sodom and Gomorrah? Why did I think that that was like where the Dead Sea is?
3: You got me. I don't know.
4: I for some reason that's what I thought. Hmm.
3: Don't know.
0: Hmm. Um, well, so are they saying that that's the actual site, or are they saying there was something near there that might have been what people interpreted as that? They've been saying that
3: that's the site for years. Okay. Although I don't know that it's like. A blood test in medicine, where you go, oh, 100 percent. Here's right, the sign right. that says, "Welcome to Sodom." Right. Um, but uh, <laughs> a, which, is, by the way, is an overrated movie. Um,
0: <laughs> oh my lord!
3: So two stars. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> way racier than you think first, it's going to be. First episode free. Um, and then the second story is more of a just a, a smart guy I saw talking about the state of the world today. And he's like, look, we have evolved over hundreds of thousands of years. And we've done so to live outdoors and to eat a certain amount of calories and to burn a certain amount of calories into this and to that. And uh, I think, Rachel you read that same book I did, Sapiens. And we're kind of our brain is set up to have like a 100 friends or less. and And they said, like, this is just – This is nuts. This is like taking an Amish person and taking them to downtown Tokyo where they have the robot people and stuff. (laughs) Like, we're just really not ready for this. Hundreds of thousands of years have kind of run around the savannah and then the Industrial Revolution. And then, like, we just talked about in the last 20 years, 10 years, you know, like Nick's childhood was very different from Phoebe's. Mm -hmm. And they're only 10 years apart. And so it's not like our brains are evolving that quickly to keep up. We're still kind of the same animal that was walking around on the savannah. Now we're just like tweeting at each other and being crappy and stuff.
2: I think it makes sense why so many people suffer from anxiety and depression. Yes. Yes.
3: And, And this was the one that really made sense to me is that we developed the fight or flight so that we could hear rustling in a bush and say it's probably a tiger and take off. Well, today we have of course we have threats, uh, but not nearly like we did in the olden times, but we're going to fill that bucket with something. And so we're filling it with stupid stuff, you know, like just being mad about something dumb or worried about something dumb, but I thought that was like an interesting take. We've just sort of evolved into something that we are not really ready for.
1: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I
3: think.
0: Would we would an analogy be that it's kind of turned us into teenagers and we got to see how our brains fully form
4: i think that's a good down analogy
0: cuz yeah. you know as a teenager you're not oh, yeah. totally irrational but you know you're more irrational, i think usually on it, average than a, than a grown person it's,
1: it seems like the technological advancements happened in the last 100 years a lot quicker like exponentially, no. yes. You know, than whatever it was all the way leading up to it.
0: Yeah, I, I think on a biological level, there's no way to evolve that fast, right? I mean, like, no, your brain structure is not going to change.
3: But you're not. But that's to... what
0: I'm wondering is because each generation, when we look at like from Nick and Phoebe, that 10 years is a, obviously a big difference. But it's all Phoebe new. It's not like yes. us where we've got all this change. We look back and we're like, holy crap, how yeah. different is all of that? If you grow up in it. I wonder if you adapt to certain – not all of it because obviously some of it's terrible and some of it's going to cause problems. But if you go back 20 years or even to when we were kids, you didn't have social media as a problem, but you had bullies all over the place, and nobody did anything about it. They just continued to bully people because nobody knew about it. This one
3: blew me away. Um, I – know basically what Starlink is, the Elon Musk, you know, but I thought there were like 12 of these guys. Uh, There are currently 5,000 Starlink satellites, and there are 9,000 visible stars. And he plans to double it, so there will be more Elon Musk satellites in the sky than stars that we can see. That's great. Glad he's in control. That's nuts.
1: Well, well, you're talking about Starlink, and based on the discussion we just had, I was thinking about the Neuralink thing where he wants to implant the whatever it is in your brain. And didn't he just say that um, they're, they're testing it on animals, and he said, no monkeys have died from this. They were terminal anyway, but, like, he's hurt what? a bunch of they animals. They were terminal yeah, anyway? It's just, I don't know. <laughs> Remember,
3: because it was like. Oh, that's so much
4: better.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> like, what he said. Like, they, they were like, going to die. Yeah, because, like, monkeys were dying by the score in these, like, uh, trials that he was doing because he'd inject something into their brain. Because
3: he was using die. terminal monkeys.
0: But he's like, it's okay, the mon- they were going to die anyway. Well, you know, so they're, they're, yeah, they're that's dying. the guy
3: we
1: want. Are they with dying because of Neuro?
0: I'm also surprised <laughs> that you can just keep throwing stuff uh, into space and nobody can tell you no. It's At some point, aren't you going to be interfering with what
3: I governments wonder, are doing? I wonder who does say yes and no. And based on what authority?
4: I think I didn't know until the Blue Origin and SpaceX. I don't think I realized a private funder could just create something that goes into space i always thought oh well not like a government thing yeah that's like nasa or the soviets that's who goes to space well, I, it never occurred to me
0: here's the crazy thing is it used to be that the only entities with enough money to do mm-hmm. that were governments that's how wealthy the ultra wealthy have gotten in the last well, 50 I saw years a
3: story yesterday that the f-35 that our military can't even repair them We depend on outside contractors, and so we have about half our fleet that are not operable because our trained military don't have the technology and the resources to to repair them and fix them because we have depended so much on outside contractors,
4: like Lockheed Martin, is fixing their own. Which I I
3: know we've always done to some extent, but like when that flips over, and suddenly you're dependent on. The the private companies. That's a little.
0: Why do you think that that's been allowed to happen? I mean, we saw it even as in in like the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. We saw it in in ways where, as simple as only the outside contractors can provide your bottled water and right. your food, which those are things for generations of warfare were just done by the military. You had the KP guy, you had the cook, had, and now all of it is handled by giving someone else I'm gonna, money. I'm going to go back
3: to the thing about the, we evolved into a brand new creature in the last few hundred years that and I've said this before and and I don't mean this to be like the ultimate Debbie Downer but I'm not sure that 300 million people can be governed in a traditional way I think we may just be seeing that it's like if you had 47 children and you have a mom and a dad, and you try to do it traditionally, you're going to have a hard time.
4: but not just forty seven children forty seven children from maybe twenty different parents you yes. know because it's 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 a melting pot, yeah, who we've... all
3: hate each other, <laughs> 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 and then also of like, all different
0: ages too, you know like
3: e- extrapolate that out to eight billion people on the planet, mm-hmm. like maybe this has just kind of gotten out of hand because we've certainly lost the thread. I think we all see that mm-hmm. um. But yeah, I worry about that, that it's just like the system that we're kind of uh, peeing in the wind, you know, like our best efforts. May not be good enough, and I don't know what you do. I'm not saying like let's pull a Thanos or something, but <laughs> I'm just saying that we may have had to the Thanos point was right. Where you're like, oh, I mean, it happens with companies. It happens with you know lots of organizations. Like, hey, we we can we don't have to we have to break this up. We can no longer manage as many people.
4: Well, I think that was, I mean, that was the original idea of federalism, right? And the states, and that's why there was so much pushback when you look at. The Federalist Papers and the Anti-Federalist Papers, how much can you centralize it? How much cohesion do we need when they had, even at the time of the founding, uh, had a lot of diversity as far as uh, ideologies and religions But now, as you mentioned, just this massive country that's a melting pot of so many uh, beautiful people and cultures and histories and religions and faiths and ideologies. That's what makes America great, but it also makes it uniquely difficult to govern.
3: You just said something there, Aim. that you're so right. We set it up to be this melting pot. But now we're like, you know what? I don't like. I don't like them carrots. I I don't like that stew meat. I don't like the peas. Like you have to. You have to pick a lane. If if you say you're going to be a melting pot, give us your pour and all this kind of stuff, uh, and you actually accomplish that, which we have, and you have Christians and you have atheists and you have Buddhists and, and you have you have everything. Well, what do you think it's going to be? It's going to be like this. And so when you have a melting pot, when you have engineered on purpose diversity, this is what you want. This is who we are. But then when you get it, a big portion of the country don't like it. And so then they're fighting for their way of life. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a do
4: rejection you, of pluralism. Do you, yeah.
0: do you think that there's a lesson to be learned by essentially the, the, the dismantling of the, the British Empire? where they had so much ground to police and it just became to a point you couldn't do it anymore. You couldn't control all of these different territories, including what we are now, and they just shrunk back into the UK, which is what we know now.
3: I love that this is the same show that eight minutes ago did a riff on a movie called Welcome to Sodom. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it all.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: We can do it everything. It's pretty brilliant. <laughs> Rach. what is your ages deal? Uh,
2: let me look at the sheet. I can't... Oh, now I remember. It's... Uh... The cover of the New Yorker, I think they have um, Trump and Biden using walkers, mm. and a lot of people are saying like this is inappropriate, oh, this that. is a bridge too far. Yeah. I don't know the way everyone talks about each other nowadays. It kind of feels like fair game, but yeah, it doesn't
3: sound, it doesn't seem that mean compared to <laughs> what we normally have been mm-hmm. doing. Uh, let's talk some sports real quick. So forty seventy for Acuna.
0: Yeah, how about that? I mean, like it's such an interesting time because we've gone from. What would you say, Ron? It's the last 10 years of the game kind of getting more blurring. And now, all of a sudden, with some rules changes, you've got the first ever 40 70 guy. You've got all these really young, talented players doing insane things. And how
3: much less likely is it that he does that pre rule changes? I think it's Pretty, almost impossible. Yeah. Th-
0: that's, he might have been the 40. The home runs would have existed, but yeah. probably more like 40 or 50 steals
1: rather than 70. That's what that's what happened um, within the last 10 to 15 years. Teams really figured out how to win. Yeah. But the way to win isn't always as entertaining to watch as the way baseball used to be. Mm-hmm. Stolen bases, you know, hit and run, all that stuff. Uh, but, you know, waiting for the strikeout or the home run or the walk, and that's all the game was for a long time. And I think that's over-exaggerated. Yeah. But it's not exaggerated that much. baseball did kind of turn into that for a while and it's yeah it's a great way to win maybe the best way to win but it's not as entertaining of a product and this over anything else baseball is entertainment
0: yeah nfl has always gotten that they they always are ahead of the game when it comes to making adjustments to make sure the game isn't slowing down too much or that there aren't any problems and people can complain about it but they've been kind of ahead of it but man just think think of it like when we think back, you're talking about like, you know, the whitey ball era and the years when guys stole bases. The guys that stole 70, 80, 90, 100 bases weren't also hitting 400, not just hitting 40 home runs, but Acuna is hitting some of the longest home runs in the game. Like he's hitting 450 foot home runs, hitting the hardest, ba- hard, you know, in a year, not in a time when we can measure it, hitting the ball harder than everybody else. It's phenomenal. There is so yeah. much talent right now. So much. I think maybe more than before, because teams used to, and I didn't read it yet, but there's a piece on why the development model has sped up so much. And you're getting younger and younger and younger players. I mean, look how fast Jordan Walker made it to the big leagues. Look how fast Mason Young. Mason Wynn and Jordan Walker are two of the youngest players in Major League Baseball. And this is a trend, like younger and younger players are getting to the big leagues um, and is think, it not a lot because of, of travel teams
1: and playing year it's, round? It's, and, yeah. and in some of the other countries, they have actual academies yes. that are owned
0: by major, major League, League baseball teams. Yes. teams. Yeah. It's the buildup of the academies there. It's not just like the quote unquote travel ball, but it's the training. Like the, the, you can start getting training on. Adding five miles an hour to your velocity when you're when you're a teenager when you're in high school you can we know better about what to train to like train your core muscles use your legs like that's has spread down to the teenage level and it's all sped up this process but I think what it's led to is more actual talent being in the big leagues not just older players being in the big leagues.
3: It was interesting when we had Tim Parker on from City SC mm-hmm. where were talking about why can't we compete with the world and someone has already said this before me but. Uh, like if you took LeBron James and Ella De, De La Cruz and, and all of those guys played soccer, right?
0: Could you imagine like a LeBron James as a soccer player, six foot <laughs> so eight, <big>. 265 <laughs> pounds and that fast? Put him in goal. <laughs> I mean, like, I think he, he, he Tim's right. I mean, it's not a matter of, it's not a matter of can't do it. It's a matter of where the money is in the U.S. Yeah. And the money and the scholarships are in football, basketball, baseball, and hockey and golf and race car driving mm-hmm. and you know you name it i mean there's just there's endless competition in the us for athletes
3: were the rule changes overwhelmingly good and accepted and everyone is happy with them i don't
0: think, I think there's no. been any major complaint has well, there
3: well
1: before they were implemented I mean, people like, complained like, but like right but now since, no yeah. There's not really much, and that's, I kept telling people, the pitch clock's going to be fine. Yep. You're going to like it. It's fine. Yep. The DH, you're going to like it. It's fine. And all of this stuff has worked out in baseball's favor.
0: Yeah. My only worry this year was doing it all at once and whether that would be a yeah. problem, but it hasn't been at all. Yeah. It's all been right. fine. Have
3: a good day, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too